The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four mirror sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode number 338 on this Thanksgiving Monday up here in Canada, October the 9th, 2023. Tonight's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD. At SeatGeek.com today and save for 20 bucks on your first purchase there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts. It's Scrap Brood Sports and the uh, Rising the Occasion and everything else that got going there at uh, BellyUpSports.com. And thank you very much for making us a part of your day each and every day here from 1420 World Headquarters. Make sure you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it. You're listening. You might as well watch us too. Anyways, uh, Dave, Thanksgiving week weekend here uh it's good like it's relaxing it's good it's nice we're, we it, like we're, our, the way we do things a little bit different down in the states where it's a big hoo-ha here you get a you get a meal you just sit and relax how was your weekend it was exactly like you said and the, and the weather was is outstanding it's uh, it's, for, it's uncanny for this time of year to be honest with you N- never it's it's it was short and t-shirt weather all weekend and uh that was that was a nice treat Got to get all those, um, the chores that you have to get done around Thanksgiving. It's funny how the long weekend comes with it, a certain set of duties that you have to do. Um, Thanksgiving weekend is put all your summer shit in storage for the for the year. And it was nice doing that in, in shorts as opposed to uh, a hoodie and a toque. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I've done it's 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 crazy. You think about years past how like we're not going to get into the global warming and a lot of that thing, but yeah, it, it was great this weekend. It was fantastic. And yeah, I went to uh to, up the homeland Fort McLeod yesterday to mom's place. I think she was waiting for me to get there because, like I said the other night, the, the leaves were they were just sitting there waiting for me. They were they were they weren't going away anytime soon. Like and it's usually windy and all hell out there uh, in the homeland of Fort McLeod. Uh, no, they were sitting there waiting. There uh, they were didn't fly away or get picked up by some uh, strange being. So. uh I'd take care of some stuff there, but, no, but it was it was a good weekend, all, all all in all. Had a good bird. Had a good bird. That and you know, I uh, over the years, like I've, I've gotten more involved in that. Like I used to not, like I just get there and whatever. And, but I've gotten more involved with the uh, the cooking and everything. I don't see what the big hubbub is. You, you put some stuff on it, you rub it up, you put it, you salt it up, put it in the oven, done. You, it really you, is quite you easy. Stuff, you stuff yeah. it full of whatever the fuck you want, and then it's done. Like why it's it's just great big production. Over the years, and people checking the temperature, and la da da da, and everybody's checking on the bird, and checking on the bird, and everybody's all worried about it. You throw it in, you watch a game, see you later. Yeah, and you bring it out, and you know, I, I think the thing is too that we've all realized that that thing can sit on the counter for forty-five minutes an hour after it's so you pull it out. Oh yeah, yeah, just let it sit, man. And you know that's what the gravy's for to heat that fucker up. You know, you gotta, turkey you doesn't have to make the gravy yeah. taste good. Yeah, hundred percent. No, it's it's. I always find that funny. The the hubbub and the the. It's more so maybe. I mean, Americans do it differently. Like like they they have a huge feast and everything else. And yeah, here in Canada we do as well. But what it's I a find funny holiday there is right? is you, you you cook all day for for twenty two minutes. Yeah. 
Well, the, the one thing that the, the thing that's most onerous for us is I make um, the stuffing from scratch uh, on account of my wife's uh, gluten allergy. So I make cornbread uh, two days before, then I cube it up, and then I bake that, make some nice breadcrumbs with it, and then I make the stuffing. So, like, I'm not patting myself on the back or anything no, like that. No, we did that that's... here on Saturday night as well. We kind of deantic care of the stuffing and everything else. So it was, no, it was good and easy. Yeah, whatever. It was fun. I had a nice during the whole night for McLeod and came back today and got back at her. Anyways, Dave, uh, the NFL season got going again. Or do you guys we, have yams? Do you guys do sweet potatoes? We did sweet potatoes. We did some coleslaw, some coleslaw, homemade coleslaw that mom made. We had uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, uh, the bird, uh, buns, the stuff, right? The stuff. Sweet potatoes can jam it. I never eat that. I didn't have see my plate. No, I didn't have any. I I think we left the leftovers at at mom's. (laughs) (laughs) Like we split things up, obviously. And then that one just stayed there. That didn't make the the 24 minute trip down the highway to to Lethbridge. No, there's one of those things. With marshmallows on top or like a candy nut thing or nothing. No, there was something that my grandma made uh, years ago and it was this green jelly salad thing. Like jello? But it was it was solid green, like you couldn't see through. Like it wasn't it was it wasn't, it wasn't even, like it was a solid. You couldn't see through. Like it wasn't translucent, transparent, nothing. It was just green. It was horrible. Like it was absolutely Russell horrible. Was it, like, no, it was it was a Jello. Like it was a, a Jello salad <laughs> thing. I never once ate it. Like I ne- not ever once. I'm always on the table every year, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter. The whole, I never once had it. That it must be horrible. a Ukrainian thing. No, she was Scottish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, that never that never got ingested once by me. It could have been underneath the table for all I remember. I never once ate it, like not once. And I, I wasn't shy about telling her, like no. And she was a little. <laughs> don't get into that, but she was a little bit hungry and everything else. But uh, yeah, crazy, crazy. The food that uh, you remember that you you never ate, or you, you ate it once. And you're like, I'm never. That was child abuse back then. Like I they, tried that once. <laughs> yeah crazy uh dave the uh week five nfl season wraps up tonight you got the green bay packers the oakland raiders getting at her tonight in a battle of uh teams that aren't really going to be going anywhere anytime soon so it doesn't much uh hit the airwaves a lot but there was some upsets yesterday uh some games that were great some games were not so great uh lots going on like who are your winners and losers over the weekend and who's who's the uh who's a team that's that's uh, like the heads and shoulders above the rest and who's a team you're like yeah that's who they are well, I think uh, the team that announced their presence with authority yesterday was uh, the Niners laying the curb stomp to Dallas. The one stars didn't know what was happening to them. Like they thought they, they were starting to believe their press, you know, the, Oh, just a little hiccup against Arizona, but uh, the Niners and old Brock, they, uh, they ran the one star show last night and they, they sent them home packing with their tail between the legs. Actually, the tail wasn't in between their legs. That Micah Parsons was beaking off, saying, "Look, no, we're we're just as good as them." No, well, you're not. They're obviously not because I, I I was going to talk about them a little bit later on, but while we're, we're getting into that, I was get into it because that uh, Christian McCaffrey and I'm not a, like I'm not a McCaffrey. Fuck, I hate Stanford with it with it, all my all, all my uh, all my being, I guess. But uh, you got to respect the way that kid plays football. He's not even a kid anymore. He's been around the league for a lot of years, but you they have to be putting him not just in the MVP conversation. Usually, MVP in the National Football League always just goes to the best quarterback, and it's just kind of kind of how it goes because the quarterback's the most important important uh, player on the field in the National Football League. 
and we've we've established that. But this McCaffrey kid, uh, I think it's 14 straight games with a touchdown and all-purpose yards and on and on and on that it goes. And he just seems to do whatever he wants out there. It, uh, he, probably, he might get worn out by the time the 17 games is up, but they got to be thinking about this McCaffrey kid being not, not only MVP, but he's kind of pushing towards Patrick Mahomes' light territory with how good he is. I agree. Like it's, uh, um, what amazes like he he runs so hard. He's not that physically imposing. Obviously, he's probably a little bit bigger than we think. But that guy's at full speed in two yards. Yeah. His how how fast he runs, how hard he runs, how good he is. He's just he's just good. He looks like like he's one of those players like you notice immediately when he has the ball how different he is than anybody else on that on that thing and he has the 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 coach um and and other supporting pieces that allows him to uh excel and and it's and it's great to watch it's fun to watch what i'd like about him is that like there's an old saying in the old like when i were in my old life in construction work smart not hard and it seems like yes he runs hard because you say he's like he runs, but it looks like he he runs smarter than almost anybody else, and he sees things from from afar a little bit, and he and he can slow things down and then find holes and go go go. It's uh, like and like like he's a, 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 apparently like he's a savant. He's got all kinds of things going on in his. He uh, like a piano by himself, learned it like self hurt taught, and he's a really smart guy. And, you know, you go to Stanford, you can't be an idiot, but. Uh, <laughs> You go to Stanford, you go to USC, we won't get into that a whole bunch, but uh, it seems like he's just like one or two steps ahead of everybody else out there. Yeah, like I get a high football IQ. It's just he's always in the right. Yeah, his dad was okay too, has a couple rings. Um, and you know, I, I I read an article today, I thought I came across it on, on the Twitter machine. Uh, his dad was that McCaffrey that played with Bobby Hurley at Duke. Sorry, that's his uncle. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I forget his name. Not Ed was his dad, and there was another McCaffrey that played uh, basketball at Duke, and then he actually transferred to Vanderbilt because he was having to play second fiddle to Bobby Hurley. So, I, like, he I, comes from, obviously, a pretty good And his uh, mom was an Olympic athlete as well, I believe. Well, they're, they're doing something right in the gene yeah. pool there. No, he's he's, he's fun else. to watch. Uh, no, he's fun to watch. That Niners team's rolling. Like I like, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles are are also five and zero unbeaten. But I like right now, if you had to say the best team in the National Football League, yeah, you like who they beat, who they beat. You can only beat who's in front of you. And the, the Niners have taken care of everybody handily so far. They and, kicked uh, the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not close how good that football team is. With a quarterback only paying seven hundred fifty grand to this year, so that helps. It doesn't hurt to not have to pay your quarterback a whole bunch of money. You kind of think, why are we paying these forty guys forty million bucks when old big cock Brock is getting things done all on his own? He's awesome. He's actually, I read this this last week. He still has a roommate in San Francisco that he lives with, and they split rent. I saw as well that his folks still have it. Like they, they run a hot tub place in Mesa, Arizona or something. And if they can't get. That's going to be a failing them, business having a hot tub company in Arizona. I'm just yeah, saying. Well, what if you, it's so maybe they call it a spa company. Cause you don't have to have it at a hundred, right? You can have it at 80 and it might be a cool down tub. I guess at night it cools down a little bit in the desert there and everything else. You probably don't use it from the months. Like in, in Canada, we use it from 
in, yeah, one of those things. Well, it may say Arizona too, right? You, you got people looking to spend money, right? You can't, you got to do something. No, Big Cock Brock's, yeah, I know it's a, it's a remarkable He's story. He's yet, yet to lose a, a, a regular season game. It's unbelievable. Uh, loser for me this weekend, Dave, and I watched this game. Like I watched, It was one of the games I had on yesterday. Uh, baseball, the games hadn't started until later on today. I, I, I've got a little bit of a problem with the way, the way that's done. I, I understand the ratings and games and everything else, but the uh, I watched that, uh, that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game through and through from pretty much beginning to end. And to me, the biggest loser, and they almost get that fuck that team uh, uh, moniker this week, is the Baltimore Ravens. We've been trying to get that team to the next level for a long time. Lamar Jackson touting his praise, and on and on it goes. And somehow that game, like uh, Pittsburgh had no business winning that football game yesterday. They're, they have a minus 61 plus minus point differential, and on and on it goes. We're not ones to do stats here at the 1420 World Headquarters by any means because most of the time we can't even count. But it's uh, it's one of those things like Pittsburgh did not deserve to win that game. It was a good effort on their, on their end to do it. But that Baltimore team is getting close to fuck that team uh, status. I would be so frustrated if I was Lamar Jackson. It wasn't his fault. Like, how many drop passes did you see there? And then the running backs fumbling the ball. Like, it's this isn't on Lamar. This is on on the his his weapons dropping. If it's not Mark Andrews, that Zay Flowers dropped a couple. That other uh, fuck goofy name, he dropped a couple. Like, just especially on third down when it's a 10-yard pass, fucking catch that thing. It frustrates me so much. I'm not really a Baltimore fan, but I, I, I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson. I think he, if he has better weapons, guys that can catch the ball, that's all we would be talking about. He's, he's I'm not going to say just as good as Pat Mahomes, but he's just as good as Pat Mahomes. He just doesn't have guys that can catch the fucking he's ball. He's just as good as Christian McCaffrey. He is. Right? Pro- like- probably faster, yeah. One of those things, yeah. It's frustrating to watch that team and that that game. Like I, I'm happy for the the fan of the van. His uh, his uh, Pittsburgh Steelers won that game. God, I could have. You wonder you wonder how his uh, his pulse was throughout that game yesterday. He's a big uh, uh, Steelers fan, as everybody was to our show knows about uh, about old Jim out there uh, in New York. But because uh, that team didn't have any business winning that game, a couple turnovers at the end of the game to to make it all all said and done. And yeah, it's uh, they're three and two and they lead a division, and you never know. You you, you win four or five more games and you might get well i gotta win probably six more to get in nowadays you gotta get to nine wins and it's not a real possibility to win six out of 11 and get yourself into a playoff spot yeah and and, and, you know that's the pittsburgh kind of win they win two or three games like this every single year and you know i don't know if that's pittsburgh attitude the mystique whatever but they find a way and they're like i even tweeted it out and i tagged them like i don't i wonder what uh fan in the van's pulse is right now or heart attack rate because it was awful to watch. They were being dominated on both sides of the ball. He probably turnovers. chewed down his fucking yep. cigar right down to the fucking, right down to the, the the butt just about trying to fucking keep his nerves down. And yeah, my <laughs> God. Getting it the cherry yeah, in his was, lips. Yeah. It was, it was, I won't say it was an ugly game, but it was a frustrating game to watch. How, uh, how the, how the, the Ravens weren't finishing them off they just kept leaving points on the board points on the board they gambled that fourth and two they could have put a field goal on the board there uh late in the first half but they i don't know why but 
they find a way to lose and and P- Pittsburgh finds two of those games to win every year which is just makes me scratch my head you know, you know what I found uh, like you, you look at the scheduling guys and I, I, I think we, we may have talked about this last year or what I don't even know if we talked about it but it's one thing that, that caught my eye yesterday was before most people were out of bed yesterday the uh, the Baltimore or the Buffalo Bills uh, lost to Jacksonville uh, that was a setup game 100% for, to, to Buffalo because Jacksonville was sitting over there in, in, in Europe in London there sitting there waiting for Buffalo to come over here or go over there and everything else and that is kind of a shitty deal for the for for a great deal for Jacksonville because they go there and they play a couple of home games a year for whatever reason. I don't know why they're they're the the bona fide home team of the of Wembley Stadium wherever the fuck they end up playing those games. But the the other team that has to roll through there, that's a pretty shitty deal to it's not a far flight for a lot of those teams. But it's just it, it's a like if you if you go from the West Coast to, to London, it's a long ways. But going from New York to, to just to London, it's not that bad. So you should be you should be able to acclimate yourself a little bit better but jacksonville has a definite home field advantage when it comes to those especially the second game that are over the world well especially the way they did it up yeah because jack jacksonville had been there for 10 days now they're like they're actually settled there's no, no jet lag whatsoever i don't know when the bills team decided to fly over but there is some jet lag i gotta guess probably six Six time zones is is my guess. And then also waking up earlier in the morning because that game started seven o'clock our time. So what is that? So nine o'clock Buffalo, New York time. And they're not, they're not used to playing at that time. It's. Yeah. Like we said, but, earlier, but, master not really are a strong suit and having to do math about time zones. I've never understood that. Like, fuck. Like I, I understand time zones, but we get over to Europe. I don't know which one's which and you got Greenwich village time and this time and that time. And I don't fucking know whatever it is. I know it was early for me. Like it was 6 a.m. Yeah. here, I think six or 7 a.m. here for me. But so like, I kind of had it on, but it's just, I think it's just scheduling faux pas. And I, I personally don't like the NFL is so big. I personally do not understand why they need to go over there and do that. I, I really don't. I think I, you know what? I think it's fucking stupid. There it is. I said it. I think going over and playing games over there is fucking stupid. It doesn't do anybody any good. I don't mind it. You know what? I'll I'll say that when I get out of bed on my sleeping day and there's already football on, I like it. I like having my coffee and and putting it on the iPad and and having my morning smoke in the sun. And actually watching football instead of having to watch the the talking heads tell me shit I already know or th- at least think I know. Um, I, I don't mind it and I don't care. You I've know, cut I just, that out. The morning smoke? No, well, that too. But the morning, <laughs> the, 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 the Sunday morning uh, NFL countdown, I've cut it out. I don't watch any of it anymore. Same, same. It's I, I like all busy. the, and like we are, it's a bit hypocritical because we have some betting sites that we're aligned with. We don't use them very often, obviously, but all the, it's just, it's just, it's just absolute fucking drivel. Like it, it, it like I, I watch uh, college football game day called on college on Saturdays because there's a lot of stuff you don't know and they, they get more intimate and they get more um, getting to know players and teams a little bit and, and stuff. Whereas this NF, that NFL, it's drivel to me. It's absolute drivel. Everything I want to know, I have found out already on social media during the week. Or I'm a click away. I don't have, like, with college, I have to do, I would have to do a deep dive to find out something. Whereas I'm a click away from from finding whatever they're they're talking about on on TV on on Sundays. Uh, It's it's ridiculous. It's on three different channels and everything. Fuck it. It's stupid. 
acting buffoons, right? You know, like uh, Jimmy Johnson and um, Terry Bradshaw, and and like I, I couldn't, I couldn't give a fuck what you guys have to say. I uh, even, you know, the anchors that like so it's JB with that crew, um, uh, Rick Eisen. I love the shit out of that guy. But listen to Mariucci and and Kurt Warren, like those guys can fuck right off. Yeah, I don't care. Like, just. just yeah, I don't care at all. Like, and it's it, they the don't game day guys are great because there's personalities there and they, they have some ties to the game. They've been around for so long. They haven't really changed the like they added McAfee this or last year. And I'm he's an idiot, but um, I think that's McAfee's gig. Like he that's part of his ESPN deal that he shows up every game day now. No, that and he well he's still on Barstool and I think is is his big. Like he's, it's, his oh podcast. no, he's with ESPN now. Yeah, he's he's a big deal now. His podcast is rather large, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't sit down. He'd be much more comfortable and not as annoying. But let's tag him. Maybe let's get him on. We should have him on. Reach out. No. I'll wear a muscle shirt if he comes on. <laughs> so will I. Maybe I'll fucking... start wearing. I'll wear muscle shirts until he four does. out of six chicken wings on television here. <laughs> nobody wants to see that dave trust me nobody wants to see our fucking our part our seven inch pythons on television they're still getting past that one uh it's crazy no they've uh there's one team that i'll get into my i'll pick my but who uh declared themselves 100 frauds this weekend in, in the national football league well when you say frauds um well there's one team that no one expected to say this. New England is fucked. You mentioned it last week that that uh, Bill Belichick. Maybe it's time to think about hanging them up. You know, we're after we're, two we're, weeks. We're is, weeks ahead of our time, Dave. Yeah. Um. After getting curb stomped in, in shutout fashion two weeks in a row, whew, I think it might be time because whatever the fuck you're doing, there, smartest guy in the planet. It ain't working anymore. It's a bad look. We talked about it a week ago. And like I said, like there, it's funny how we're kind of soothsayers. I guess you throw no shit in the wall. As always, something's bound to stick. But you you see a, a guy like Belichick going down and falling down to that uh, just to deep depths of despair. The National Football League getting smoked once again and having to ask the media and, and being on the other side where you can't just be because that's where Belichick was half-assed. Uh, uh, great at one point it was he could say whatever he wanted to the media, but now he can't say those things anymore. He can't just have a wise ass retort to whatever a guy says because now when a guy says, "Listen, your team stinks," he can't say, "Well, we're we're fourteen and two, so we, we don't stink that badly," or, or whatever he used to say. Or next question, or now he has to answer to these guys a little bit, and he he has nothing to say because they're terrible. They're at, and Matt Jones isn't a good quarterback. When they gave yeah, him it, 35 million bucks. But the team stinks, but he's, 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 he's not a good quarterback. Because, you know, there's one thing going into Dallas and getting your ass handed to you. But there's another thing letting New Orleans come to your house and be, and then lay a, a whooping on you like that. Yeah. Like they, they shouldn't be able to do that in public, right? Uh, this is New England, the, the once proud franchise. And, and you know, I and know people what it's have like short Yep, I know what it's like to cheer for a short, uh, once proud franchise, and uh, it short ain't fun. Like you win, you have the three year lifespan. You a championship gives you three years. You know, and 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 we've also said it too. Like to all those New England, ninety percent of New England fan, like they didn't even know who New England was fifteen years ago. Yeah. Right. The, the, all these guys are fair weather fans. They're gonna fucking leave right quick, and then Bobby Kraft is gonna have to have that uh, long hard sit down with Billy, saying like, okay. What job do you want? And don't say coach. 
you, and you would think it would be the other way around where Belichick would say, you know what? I think I'm good. I got six championships, whatever it is. I got rich beyond belief. Thank you very much. I'm good. I'll do the Don Shula. I'll come out and shake hands and kiss babies or shake babies and kiss hands, whatever Belichick wants to do. But you, you just, you, you wonder why you would keep going out there. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me why a coach with, with that resume, I mean, the, I'm not ego. embarrassing himself, but your ego is taking a bruising. You're not going to improve. Like you, you're not going to like your, 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 your legacy is not going to get better. The longer you stick around. And that, that's the one good thing about, about being a player, a player will, their body will like, like Nolan Ryan, his arm just gave out and that was it. He yeah. Couldn't, he couldn't tarnish his legacy. Right. Like he, uh, he just couldn't like when his arm gave out, that was it. I it's can't touch anymore. Yeah, I was done, and so and so like when when Belichick sticks around this long, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Because now you're you know, you're not a laughing stock, but you're got a lot of people that that uh, aren't bowing to you and kissing your feet anymore. Well, I mean, and that's why I say ego as well because Brady did it without him, and now he has to thinks he has to prove that he can do it without Brady. Um, maybe that's not going to happen. In fact, I'd be shocked as hell if it does happen. And that's what I mean by ego, right? Like who, who's getting all the credit and his legacy is now already tarnished because of he can't win without Brady. And maybe it wasn't his um, genius coaching. It was the fact that Brady was uh, willing to be a team player and take less money to sign different players all the time. Would and, it be a cowardly move on his end to, to call it good Tuesday morning at the press conference? I think that would be shitty. I think that would be shitty, but he can uh, have the sit down and say, Bobby, I'm done. Like, do you want me to help pick the next coach? Let's roll somebody in here and see what they can do. We'll have an associate coach the rest of the year or something. Cause I ain't coming back next year or something. Let's, let's get a guy or do, do behind closed doors a little bit, maybe and say, this is how we're going to do things for the rest of the season. Like I'm the head coach by, by title only. And, but I, I we're going to kind of groom somebody into how we should do things the Patriot way, which turns out wasn't the Patriot, Patriot way. It was a Tom Brady way. And I got to think on that same token, because he's been such a control freak tyrant this entire time. Like his, he doesn't have a coaching tree guys that have coached under him and gone off to other jobs aren't succeeding. It's because he's controlling every single aspect. So I would imagine when he leaves, it's just going to be absolute disarray. People aren't going to know where the fucking paper clips are because Bill Belichick has been telling people where to find paper clips. I can't, there was a college years. coach years ago and he said this. He goes, I don't coach the players, I coach the coaches. And he was a highly successful college football coach. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Saban or anybody, but it, it, it made sense. Like, I'll coach the coaches because I can't. I physically can't coach 80 kids, right? Like, that's not how it works. I get the coaches to do, to do this, and then we just filter it down like a family tree, right? And it made complete sense to me. Like, you, like uh, I guarantee Nick Saban kind of knows the 85th player on the fucking Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm only using Saban just because everybody, everybody knows that guy's name. But Well, he had to sit in his house and talk him into coming in there. But after that, you know who he was. Yeah. Yeah. So like I coach the coaches, uh, my biggest fraud right now, Dave, and I, they've been a fraud for fucking out. And I don't know how this fan, this fan base is, they're, they're much more loyal than I would be, uh, to not even lick the jar 
for how many years and not much playoff success for how many years and to get blown out yesterday uh, by the San Francisco 49ers where we established are a very good football team, probably the best in football right now. But the biggest frauds in football in the last 30 years, well, 25, let's go 20, let's go 20 just to make it, are the Dallas One Stars. The Cowboys are the biggest frauds in football, and it ain't close. We we get infiltrated with that fucking dribble from Jerry Jones and Stephen A. Smith and this guy and that guy and everybody else telling us about it. And uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tony Homo. Well, Tony Romo. But then uh, let's see. He was on. Uh, he was on the show with. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! With Shannon Sharp. For, for years. Skip Bayless. Uh, Skip Bayless is a big Dallas One Stars fan and on and on. So we've been we've been told how great Dallas One Stars are and they're they're right there. They're very close to win themselves a championship on and on and on. That team has been a fucking embarrassment to that fucking logo for a long, long time. They're the biggest frauds in professional sports. It, it ain't close. I, I love hating on them too, right? They're in, they're the NFL New York Yankees, right? They're, like if anybody the Yankees have won. Well, I've seen the the one stars win in 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 my lifetime as well. Ninety three, man. But nonetheless, that's thirty years ago. It, it's been, it's been a bit, and I and that's I get 30 it. Thirty years. I love seeing them fail. I love seeing the one stars fail. I've always hated the one stars. Um, it's it's just a team I do not like, and I and and I can't stand their owner. I can't stand their quarterbacks. There's nothing. I think Emmett Smith is the most overrated running back in the history of running backs. It disgusts me that he hung on to the game for as long as he did to uh, to beat Jim Brown's all time record. It like Barry Sanders was twice the back, and he retired, and like he could have done it. It it. it I, I can't stand Smith the one went stars. Playing for uh, the Arizona Cardinals too at the end of his career, didn't he? Correct. But then, then he signed that ten day con or the one day contract to retire as a member of the one stars. Fuck, I hate that tradition too. That's that something that me. should be fucking outlawed in sports. If you sign a one day contract with the go with the team that you fucking that you that you were star with, you should never have fucking left, or you should have retired exactly. with that team. You're an idiot. Or the team should have to pay you league minimum for that one day. Right, so that's okay, so a, that's a. I'm gonna retire a Bronco or or a Cowboy or a Yankee. Or, then why you just retired her in the first place? Oh, just fuck off. Just come there and announce your retirement there. Right? We yeah, all just say like, what, 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 Yeah, it was. Not, you signed a personal. one day contract to forever be a New York Yankee. Shut the fuck up. It's Shut stupid. Up, yeah, donkey. Yeah. Who came up with that? I don't know. Probably probably, probably John Elway, I mean, the Broncos. Pro- I don't know. Fuck whatever. It's just one of those hey, things. he played every <laughs> single game. I know, Don't I just... besmirch the Duke. You can besmirch the the Denver Broncos all you want, even though they had the sexiest jerseys I've seen on a football field in a couple of years. That was tight. I really liked it. Did you with see with the white that? helmets? Yeah, orange head to toe on the white helmets. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure I like that I, very much. I thought that looked sharp. I've never been a, a fan of stormtrooper helmets personally on on, on a football field. This is my thing. I've never. It's been yeah. The, I, 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 thought, old... I thought I thought it looked ridiculous. That, that's mm-hmm. only me. Speaking yeah. of your Dallas Cowboys, uh, there day or, or your, your Denver Broncos or your Denver Broncos, um, it was coming 
since August when uh, Sean Payton decided to talk about Nathaniel Hackett for no one unprovoked, just for some unknown reason, whatever it was, he decided to pop his lips off. We, I have, we've never really got into why he decided to do that and why he felt the need to do it. I, I thought it was kind of a childish uh, amateur move. My, like my thoughts on it when, when the, the timing of it all kind of stunk to all high hell, but uh that's a bad look, man, to get beat yesterday by by uh, the the New York Jets and have to eat crow a little bit. How does crow taste like? If you were uh, if you were have to go up to uh, if you were in the media at fourteen twenty, you got the press pass sitting at uh, Mile High Stadium, whatever the fuck it's called there in Denver. Would you uh, would you ask old Sean Payton how does crow taste? Well, I probably wouldn't because he's been eating crow every single game since uh, since the regular season started. Um, my question, like if I had two things to say, well, coach, you kind of had that coming to you. And then how do you get out coached in the second half every single game? Well, exactly. And that's what it was. Yeah. You, you got, you got out coached in the second half, like uh, against, uh, all the losses except for well the one win. Uh, but that was against the bears and the bears looked a shit ton better than the Broncos did yesterday. Uh, the the second half adjustments, the opposition team has beat you every single time. And that's kind of where I'm going to leave it. I can't break down these losses every single week for the for the. No, no one wants to hear that. Don't give a fuck what we think it, about it's drive, lost. It's, I, I've, I've given up on the season and and uh, it's 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 kinda, it's it's bullshit how how you can get owned by the New York Jets in the second half at home. It's bullshit. For a guy to come out and for like like I said, unprovoked, no reason. Like sometimes silence is golden. You fucking keep your yap shut. Don't you don't need to say something all the time. And that comes from me and you who talk a lot about God knows what. And this uh, that's been going on for for as long as we've known each other and before we even knew each other. I'm sure it was one of those things. But for for Peyton to come out and say those things about Hackett last year was the worst coach in football history. Blah blah blah. What he was ever he was saying, and then for him to fucking lose that game yesterday. Uh, that is just that's fucking football karma that's what that is you're like you know what shut your fucking yap you don't need to talk all the time yeah there's a microphone you're mostly yeah no he was uh he had a rough go over here and things didn't go like as they planned and now i'm here that's all he had to say that's all he that's all peyton had to say because then peyton put a target on his back for week five of the national football league season and the the jets (laughs) they had really high hopes until until Rodgers went down, but then the Jets, that was, once Rodgers went down, game five has been on that calendar for a long time, and giving a, giving team bulletin board material to fucking say, you know what, fuck him, fuck that, fuck him, let's fuck this team over, and that's what the Jets did yesterday. It's a, it, and that, that was a bad a bad look on on uh, on Peyton and the Denver Broncos right off the bat to start the season. And it, it kind of put a bit of a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths by Peyton doing that. And it came full circle yesterday. What I think happened, like what I think uh, Peyton, um, Sean Peyton was trying to do when he said that, I think he was trying to rally the troops, the, the Bronco troops, um, the returning players and saying, I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming him. I'm not saying you guys are shitty. I'm saying he was shitty. And it backfired on him, and and because it it came off. So now your season even more lost. So maybe right. it is it, you. It, maybe it is it, you, and maybe it is us. Because you're supposed to be a great coach, and now we're even shittier right now. Yeah. So like now, you know, if you want to dig into it a little bit better, like us. Uh, so I guess it's us that are shitty, right? 
Um, and they, or, you know what? or maybe, or, or maybe you know what? He beat us with you at the helm. Maybe that's a better coach than you are. Yeah, so they, they, they have for us here. Yeah, especially the way they owned you in the second half. And and I don't know if you watched that game to the end. The Broncos uh, were down by three and driving, and Russ Wilson scrambled, fumbled, and and uh, and the Jets ran it in for a touchdown. So it's kind of ironic how the Broncos lost that game in the most jet way possible. And then, so, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that was a bit of Carmen biting uh, the Denver and Sean Payton in the ass, but it, it, it can't get lower. Um, I don't know what you're going to do with this defense here. Trade for some pieces, trade for some picks because we still haven't even played Kansas city twice. And I'm not looking forward to those games. No, it's a, it was a, it's a, I don't think there were a lot of people outside of Bronco country that were cheering for the Denver Broncos yesterday. And that's coming from like, a, like, I don't give a fuck, like whatever, but there's a lot of people are like, you know, that guy's that guy, that was a bit of a dick move to, to talk bad about someone for no reason. Like it, it, it didn't benefit anybody. But that's what I, I remember listening in. I was, I was, I was actually listening to a guy came in where I was, even, I was walking down a one way street, looking for someone to meet. And, uh, it was in my ears about that. And it's like, why the fuck would he do that? That's the first thing that came, came to mind. And it came full circle yesterday. I, I just was just like, why? What, did that makes zero sense. Well, and that's what I, that's why I was saying like the only possible motivation was to try and uh, unify the team and, and let them know that I'm not blaming you. I don't think it's your fault for being so awful last year, even though. Right. So, but maybe, you know, we are awful. And we got to do something different. They moved the ball well. Like, as a general rule, Krusty has been doing pretty decent moving the ball. But uh, his second half, the the offensive play calling in the second half for uh, Dallas, uh, Dallas for Denver, was awful. Was awful. Every adjustment that the Giants, the Jets made was bang on. And, and Denver couldn't do sweet FA. And it's, and it's frustrating to watch. At least, you know, this wasn't the game – like to put us at four and one that we lost. It was a game to put us at one and four and big fucking deal. We're not making the playoffs now. We're playing for pride and, and let's see what happens here because they'd be better off losing the next 12. I don't know. It's going to be a long season, but the, I watched that team give up on, on the coaching staff in against Miami. And it's, it's so early in the season to be giving up on coaches and we got Sean Payton for five more years and, and whatever. Like, it's just going to be a long year. And I, and I, like, I always laugh at teams like this, like the, like the Jets, like the Bengals, like the, like the shit stains, right? It's, so I guess you got to hit rock bottom before you can go up. Yeah. They're, uh, they're not very good. They're, they'd be better off just to lose every game from here on in, really. Yeah, but I can. That's a team in disarray. Their owner, the ownership's got to be thinking, "Oh fuck, what do we? What did we do? What did we do?" Well, I got, I got zero respect for Peyton, and it made made me laugh yesterday. It made me laugh yesterday. You fucking idiot. The owners are fine, right? They can sell that team tomorrow and make a buck. No, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a lack of. uh, 
I don't know. It was just, it's a, it, it made me laugh. Just saying, and, and if, even if you weren't a Broncos fan, we'd be talking about it on the podcast. If you were a fucking Eagles fan, we'd be talking about this. It's just, it just turns out yeah. you're, a, you're a Broncos fan. It's just, it was a bad, it's a bad luck and it came full circle yesterday. Anyways, Dave, we do this out. We do this weekend, week out here during the football season. Who is your, uh, fuck that team for the uh, week five of the national football season? You know, fuck that team. Fuck the Denver Broncos. Fuck you. You finally guys. did it. Fuck them. You, you know, finally did it. You want to shoot your mouth. You want to call that guy the shittiest coach. You have them at home with a lead and just get out coached in the second half. And you, you let fucking that motherfucker carve you up in the second half. Fuck the Denver Broncos. Are you going to watch them next week? Probably. <laughs> I think they're I think they're Thursday night this week too, oh, so Jesus. I can at least at least they won't were well ruin my Sunday. I uh, I was yeah, I, they, oh here it is they're in KC on Thursday. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna be a boat. Oh, so we'll be able to talk. We'll, we'll be watch this be... thing and we'll just have the tally bar going up here on stream <laughs> the entire time when it's so fucking eighty five to two or eighty five to three, whatever might happen in that football game. But uh, my fuck that team almost went the USC Trojans over the weekend. They, they ended up winning in overtime over Arizona in a game they probably should have lost. Uh, Williams was not great, but I'm not gonna fuck that team because they have Notre Dame next week. If they lose Notre Dame next week, I might give them the fuck that team uh, for the foot for the this weekend in, in football. But I'm going to say, you know what? Fuck that team to the aforementioned Dallas One Stars. I've always kind of thought that you always kind of have a bit of a, maybe because the media pulls you in a little bit and you think, okay, Prescott's good. But maybe it's that thing where you get pulled in by, by the media around so long. You think, you know what? They can't be that bad. They got, they're that close year in, year out. But you know what? From here on in, the Dallas One Stars for the rest of this season, I will not give them one more second of any of my time. They're not doing anything once again. It'll be another 30 years before they do anything. Uh, so for me to me, for, for, for me to you, fuck that team this week from 1420 World Headquarters goes to the Dallas One Stars. I thought you were gonna, yeah. I thought you were gonna give that uh, the, the 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 game check one to give back your game check, Dak Prescott, right? I just looked up his line. It was uh, fourteen of twenty four, one hundred fifty yards and three picks. Like you're not. That's not. That's not. Uh, we got a chance to win it all. When that's tough to do in today's NFL. That's you tough bet. to do. I'm all, I'm I'm not that like I like I, I've said this before about Buffalo. They almost got the fuck that team, but but I gave I gave them a pass because they went over to Europe or to England or whatever the fuck, but um, which is Europe? Uh, fuck, I'm bad at geography and atlases and stuff. They got kind of horned. It was a it was a double road game because yeah. the, and, but Jacksonville. I, the- I think I until Buffalo actually does something, they're borderline fuck that team because everybody christened them Super Bowl champions last year. And then this year they're like, well, you know, they're they're okay, and they're you know, look at the but look at the Buffalo Bills. They're getting they're getting to very close to fuck that team category in my in my in my books. Yeah, this uh, we're a potential. This is shit against the pot year for me for me. Oh yeah, it's it's um, the the window of opportunity is closing here because you can't maintain this kind of um, level for too much longer without wholesale changes and and. It might be that uh, Josh Allen is part of the problem, not part of the solution. There you go. He's the. Uh, he, you know what? I was like, I was doing a little bit of something for tomorrow, but uh, you kind of got to think that Josh Allen is 
Brett Favre 20 years later. Like forcing things he doesn't need to, kind of doing things he shouldn't, bigger than the team. Like it's just one of those mm-hmm. like not because I and I, yeah. and I hope I hope that it doesn't turn out the same way the Favre story turned out being a complete dickhead that he turned out to be. But you you, you look at a guy the way they play the game, taking the chances, slinger, yeah. forcing things, forcing things you mm-hmm. don't need to. You can there, there there are some on the field comparables that, that uh, Allen has to Brett Favre. No, I, I agree with it. That's a good com- uh, comparison, but on the field only, right? Always trying, like always wanting to uh, complete that pass as opposed to maybe throwing it out of bounds and live to fight another down. Um, off the field, he's a total different guy. Uh, Favre was always an egomaniac douchebag. I don't I don't see that at all in Josh Allen. I it's think he's a team world. player. Uh, Favre's? Yeah. I, I, I think he's going to court he has to testify in mississippi under fraud charges well there's a situation here yeah yeah he's a bad guy hope he keeps his pants on well jen sturger whatever her name was he'd know better than anybody else but the fucking disaster if the guy would just went into oblivion when he if he would have just retired when he retired was it 2008 i think it was when he finally when he said so that's enough for me and then he gave the reins over to uh, Aaron Rodgers. He could have just rolled off in the sunset and been a legend forever. Like really. For sure. But he didn't like, he demanded that trade. He demanded the trade to the jets the first time. And the, the Packers told him, go fuck yourself. That's crazy. Uh, sorry. He wanted to go to Minnesota and, uh, and uh, they, they said, no. The and then yeah. they ended up going to the jets for a year, go to the jets. Went to Minnesota and, and almost won a NFC championship game. They lost to uh eventual champion. I think Arizona. No, it was they lost to the New Orleans Saints and Reggie Bush. Why do you even ponder that pass? He's a revolt gambler, anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's uh no, it's been a, it's been a fun few weeks for to get football going a little bit here now that the uh, weather's supposed to actually it's funny. Hockey season starts tomorrow here, uh the NHL season starts tomorrow, and the weather's supposed to turn actually uh winterish around here. I from what I, I saw a couple of days ago. I haven't checked the forecast. I quit checking the forecast because I like wearing shorts and sandals. Oh, same. Like for our American fans, it was like mid to high 80s all weekend. It was crazy, and, man. Oh, it was ridiculously it. nice. And it's not supposed to get bad. It's supposed to be still, I'm, I'm looking right now, between uh, 19. Yeah, it, it's it's supposed to be mid-teens all week. If I if it's uh, if it's fifteen to nineteen, I can I can handle wearing shorts and uh, and flip flops. When it drops below that, that's when I'm done. Yeah, and it's all dependent on the sunshine. If it's cloudy and, the and, wind, night, and the, the yeah, if it's cloudy and fifteen, it's pretty chilly out there. Yeah, it's also oh. wind chill minus forty two here, and where we are, sometimes the wind blows away. Well, that's years. not till December, so thank God it hasn't been too windy. I hope you didn't just yeah. jinx it. Anyway. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for beer sports talk and a whole lot more. This segment was brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself twenty bucks on your first purchase uh, for whatever tickets you might be going to. Get yourself some hockey tickets. Season starts tomorrow night and or football tickets, but don't pay a cent to watch those Denver Broncos. Well, at your own at your own peril. Because if you live in Denver, in. would you go to a game? Right now, uh, maybe, maybe they're cheap, and I'll bring the kid. Like I don't know. Like, what was what would be max if you lived in Denver that you and Josh would go to a game with a one and four record and a team in disarray? What's the max you would pay? If I lived in Denver, I you know like there is a chance I would have season tickets. There is a chance that it's a 
a once in once a year thing that we uh, we break the bank and get good seats. So I'm not going to break the uh, tradition just because my team is bad. But if I had seasons, I imagine I would. They would find their way onto the Seat Geek app a lot more than <laughs> than normal years. <laughs> I would be the sellers. Is there a promo code for putting tickets on the app? No, you get a percentage after Seat Geek takes their fucking cut and whatever it is. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh, okay. But nonetheless, yeah, it, it, it'd be a tough, tough year. But what do you do? sun shines on the dog's ass every now and then and it's not our year it's not our decade blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while and that nut is well hidden this year in bronco country anyways yeah sports bar podcast four beer sports talking a whole lot more they found that nut in soldier field of all fucking places they look they actually won they won this weekend the, the chicago bears they should be two and two yeah they beat the commodores commodores are bad line of reaching the commodores I, I still think they're not that bad, but you know, Justin Fields has kind of figured it out that game, but oh well, we'll see what happens. A lot of season left. A lot of season left. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, the uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs there, it's it's odd. It's so crazy how it all works out. We were bitching, well, not we, I was bitching more the other night about the uh, the way the the the, uh, the wild card series ended up with everything every the four series being a sweep and then night one of the uh of the ds series three out of the four visiting teams ended up winning um winning the, their games and i got thinking jesus you know it's it's almost not fair and i mean life isn't fair wear a helmet life's hard but it's almost not fair for these teams to be sitting at home for four or five days uh after the season ends and then they got to cut jump into competition against teams that, that got to play in front of raucous crowds and on and on it goes and i got think you know what it's 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 got to be a little bit tough for these teams to jump into to uh uh let's say second round of the playoffs when the other team got to play in the first round of the playoffs that makes sense it totally makes sense. Um, we always call it, you know, the rest versus rust, right? Um, is it good to to set up your 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 lineup and and rest your pitchers and have everybody ready to go, as opposed to being a wild card team having to play meaningful games up to game one sixty one, right? It's on paper, it makes sense. Of course, you want that one seat seed. Of course, you want. Um, uh, home field advantage going in. But sports is one of those things where momentum is uh, its more important than anything at times. A hot team is is hard to beat, you know, re- re- regardless of how much talent or experience they have on it. And a couple teams found out, right? Uh, Baltimore in particular. Like, I, I feel bad for those guys. I bought a fucking hat. Fuck Aaron at Brutally Honest. Like, I, I bought a fucking hat. 
And you guys go and lay them, them fucking eggs on Walk me, 10 guys. Yes, you, you're never going to win with walking 10 guys. I don't care no. what you do. If you walk 10 guys in a playoff game, you're going to lose. Yeah. And <laughs> it happens. And, and and is that because the moment is too big because they're too too young and, and Texas was fighting all the way down and Baltimore was fighting for the one seed against Tampa? You know, they weren't playing many, meaningful baseball, but they weren't fighting for their playoff lives. They were fat and sassy for a wild card with a month left, right? Them and Tampa ran away with the American yep. League. So I don't have the answer. The solution might be with a week left in the season, ask the number one seed, ask the number one seed. Do you want to play a wild? Do you want to play a best? Of, do you want to host a best of three wild card series or do, or do you want to sit and wait for the winners? Cause it's like, like what's fair, like baseball players, like more, like more than any sport. And I, you might disagree with me. Baseball players to me, they are creatures of habit. 162 is a hall plus spring training plus, plus, plus throwing every day, throwing offsets and throwing on the side, but whatever it might be batting practice a certain time every day, lunches this time every day. And, and so you do it for 162 games in a six month span where you have, fucking what is it 10 off days a year and all of a sudden you have five off days in a row you're like i i don't it just it screws up your your flow a little bit like i i just i just find it a little bit fucked up like the one game uh wild card like it was to, to, to two years ago where it was fine right one game then by, by wednesday they were playing they were playing real baseball again or thursday whatever it was but now some teams had to wait until saturday and all of a sudden you're like well what the fuck here is going on and then you, you saw like i said three out of the four teams they, they lost the, the home team lost they hadn't played in a while and these teams who played in front of big crowds and emotion and everything else because there's nothing nothing in sport that you can you can't buy or produce emotion and adrenaline and momentum like there's something that goes on that, that, that you get going with you and, and and hitting in baseball is contagious and you look at that 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 uh, texas team who stumbled their way in the playoffs but that that team can hit and and they hit a lot in the first round of the playoffs and they hit a lot against baltimore and they got their mojo back because they got to play a, 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 like it might sound ridiculous it's just a couple extra games but those two extra games might propel that 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 uh, texas team into doing something in in this postseason like it's crazy to think that two games can and, and five days off can can mean a whole a, a, a world of difference and it's because of those five days, what happens in those five days, right? You're you're hitting under the most intense, the brightest of lights and the most intense of pressure. And the five days, like you not can't off some re- sim game off your own guy. Right. You can't you can't recreate the crowd. You can't re- recreate the pressure. You can't recreate a game thing. And you know, on paper and and in everybody's mindset, you know, that's just something well. After after one or two after uh, at bats, and then we're gonna figure it out. Maybe not because now all of a sudden you're gripping. It's like holy fuck, we're losing five nothing in the fourth inning here. Holy or fuck, like the in, Dodgers in, in losing five nothing in the first inning. And then like and Kershaw still doesn't have a fucking out, and we're losing five nothing. And then now we gotta get five. Season. We we gotta score six at least tonight against this pitching staff in in, in Arizona that showed that they can do do, do a little bit of damage. No, yeah. it's, it's like it, like you look back 30, 30 years ago before there was a wild. And it's been thirty years since the wild cards come in. I think it was ninety four. Well, the ninety four playoffs were, were done. But it was ninety five, so it's been twenty eight years. 
it's been 28 years since the wildcard thing came around and everything else. And like you, you remember back when you, uh, you, you won the American league East, you won the, you won the American league West, it was ALCS, NLCS and the world series. So no team had a distinct advantage of get, of gaining any more, any more momentum other than what they could do at the end of the regular season. Right. So I, I like how baseball has it. I, I like how baseball can get, get uh, more people involved to the end of the season and more teams involved uh, right to the bitter end. But it's, I don't want to say it's an unfair advantage because it'll all, it always plays out. The best team usually wins. Not very often the best team uh, doesn't win or they get hot and everything else, but it just seems to me like there's just a bit of an unfair advantage to, to some, to some squads that just, they win. They're, they're too good too early and can coast in the playoffs. So would you, but is that, is that your, your rationale that the team has clinched their spot too early in the season and now they can just coast those last three, four weeks, or is it that the, they have the five days off and the wild, while the wild card teams are playing. A little bit of both. And then, so like to take care of one, then like, just get rid of that first round by like maybe add one more team. Well, I'll go back to what it was uh, two years ago or three years before. There was there wasn't three wild card teams, right? Just to have the one wild card team, three divisions, one wild card team. That's it, right? And then and everybody plays in the first. But they, that baseball is never going back on that because they have this TV revenue, right? No, I, I know. I hundred percent understand that. It's just, I, I just like I'm not crying the blues for the Dodgers because they got fucking smoked uh, eleven two that night. Like I'd rather, like I thought Dodgers were going to roll through Arizona, but then Kershaw pulled up his usual playoff stinker, which is unfortunate. We were talking off air a little bit how like why everybody feels so bad for Clayton Kershaw. Like he doesn't know who any of us are, but I like and and I don't have an answer for it. I didn't have an answer off air. I don't have an answer on air, but. um I, why does the world feel so bad for Clayton Kershaw that he stinks in the playoffs? Because that the other night was bad, and it's the end of his career. Probably like after after this uh, playoff is done, he'll never. That, that's probably going to be going to be for him uh, in baseball. I would, I think he's done with the Dodgers for sure. Just end of his career, not because they're upset with him, but the world feels bad for Kershaw right across the board. Even if you're not a baseball fan, because like you you just you, like you said uh, that you watch maybe. 10 Dodger games a year because we're recording this when they're on. Yeah. And, and you know, Kershaw just seems to be one of those guys. Oh, oh. got to feel bad for him. Got to feel bad for him. But if that was, uh, fuck, if that was Ben Roethlisberger, I'd be cheering. Yeah, fuck, retire, you bum. If that was, you know, pick it, if that was Deshaun Watson, if that was. Well, that, that, that Deshaun know, Watson's that was, a, a, that's a whole. If that was Bryce Harper shit. going 0 for 80, right? You know, right. like, you know, and that's the other thing too, right? Like a when Pedro Martinez, when Pedro Martinez was going through his, like, uh, fuck him, fuck that guy, fuck him. And that was a lot of people, not just Yankee fans, but there was a lot of people who didn't like Pedro Martinez because they don't even know him. And it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Like people, people felt bad for or feel bad for Kershaw. But when when Martinez was going through shitty times, people were like, good, fuck him. Yeah. Because he defended himself against uh, old man Zimmer. And that would have been right around this time, about 20, 30 years ago. It was uh, 20 years ago this week, actually, when that happened. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was either the yeah. week before playoffs or wildcard playoffs. It was something. Yeah. No, it was it was in the ALCS. Yeah, it was in it the was ALCS. In the ALCS. Yeah. yeah, Zimmer 
Like I, I 100% blame Zimmer on that one. I'll, I'll never. Well, Zim got a little rambunctious. No getting around that. There's, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, it was fucked up. The, uh, the, 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 the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. They're a. Uh, I kind of expected them to burn out a little bit because they're young and everything else in Texas. Texas spends a lot of money on, on talent, but man, that. The things that kept them so great all season long, I think the pressure got that young team a little bit yesterday and the, the pitching staff walking 10 guys. That maybe, like, they're not done. You can win three in a row. Like, winning three isn't hard. Like, winning three happens all the time in baseball. There's, and, there's, you know, and Baltimore never got swept all the time. All, yeah, Baltimore never got swept all year. Yeah. So, um, all they got to do is not get swept, and then anything can happen in game four and bring her back to Baltimore. And then that'll be a fun game to watch. I still have faith in, in uh, the team from Baltimore, but. I, maybe- you know, you know what I do? I do. Cause I, I have zero faith that Nathan Evaldi and all his Tommy Johns are going to be able to put a, a win together. He lost in the first round there. Uh, and I, I think Evaldi's going to choke again tomorrow. And he, he's on the, the hill for Texas tomorrow. Tommy Johns, and he got Tommy Johns in both arms, I think, just something to do. <laughs> just uh, one for fun. I could yeah, whatever. Because I, I got three in this arm. I got one in the left <laughs> arm as well. It's uh, No, I, I think that the, the Baltimore can win, win uh, Wednesday. And that's another thing. They're not playing until Wednesday. It says two more days off for Baltimore. So they, they're only going to end up playing three games in seven or eight days it's just it's 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 messed up yeah that is that is uh messes up and i can i can totally understand how that can fuck up with a, a team's um routine right because of of any other sport there's there's it's just routine you're either traveling or you're at the park at 10 in the morning for some bp and and hanging around right like because like, everybody's around. banged up this time of year and three or four days ain't gonna fucking solve your problems no, it's not going to hurt it uh, health-wise, but it's not going to help it mojo-wise, right? Um, you play through it yeah. at this point. You know, and the three thing, maybe they did the Wade Boggs, Wade Boggs trip on the way to Arlington there. You know, just 98, good old- 98 Miller Lights and a bucket of chicken. See you later. Yeah, That's it ain't going to make us play trip. worse. Yeah, why not? Like, fuck, get the colonel on there and, and get that fucking bow-tied motherfucker handing out some 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 drumsticks and thighs. The uh, speaking of drumsticks and thighs, Dave, the uh, that's a good segue. The uh, drumsticks and thighs was that the ultimate turkey dump on Saturday? Ross Atkins and the Blue Jays having that, uh, because it's the next thing we can hear in Canada. Uh, was that the ultimate turkey dump trying to get not noticed by the media, by people out having a good time? Weather is nice, on and on and it goes to have that press conference on Saturday afternoon talking about the Jays season, have the end of season wrap up, and then I thought that. The, the he threw uh, manager John Schneider under the old Greyhound bus. Fucking where you be heading, Greyhound? The whole thing under the fucking. I, I thought that was the most one of the most cowardice moves I've seen in sports management history in a long time. It was so chicken shit. Um, like you said, the timing of it with the holiday weekend, not during where there, there's no games on. Uh, so there's nothing to report anywhere. So uh, at this point, he wants to come out and, and take questions from the media. And then at that point, he wants to be perfectly clear that this pitching change was 100% John Schneider's decision. You know, a GM 
shouldn't have any say in what goes on on the ice, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm the one that decides the contracts. I'm the one that eventually gets to decide who goes to the minors, but you know, game to game, that's, uh, that's on, on the, I pay you guys to do this shit. So you're doing, yeah, that's the bench manager for him to go out of his way to say that's the bench manager's job is a little fishy because that should be understood. And, and like you and I said before, there's no way with anyone that has any sense in how baseball is as a game would pull a guy who's dealing after 47 pitches. You know, Dave, I, I, uh, I don't normally watch. Like, I, I find clips and stuff to put up on, on Twitter and face, Facebook and everything else. I don't normally watch or listen to our, our podcast very often because uh, you know I listen to us enough <laughs> throughout the years but uh, we we watched that show here at 1420 World Headquarters on, on Saturday on Friday night sorry and Deanne was like you guys nailed that segment about the about sports and everything else and how you guys nailed the Jays and 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 the whole bit and how y'all and you worked and you it was very well said and very uh, uh the emotion was great and everything else and um, the the thing that hit her the most she goes yeah a baseball guy wouldn't have made that that decision uh, there's no way a baseball guy makes that decision and for fucking this Ross Atkins clown to come out and uh, when every player to a man went into John Schneider's office and goes like what's and Schneider goes it wasn't like basically it wasn't me so now you have a a, a manager and a general manager now you have and then a CEO or whatever um, the other clown is there that came from Cleveland what's his name McKenna Shapiro Shapiro for them to be two on wanting basically uh, your, your manager. It's a bad fucking look for that, for, for this franchise. And it just goes to show how, the, the, how far this franchise is away from being cohesive unit. We talked about it on, on Thursday night. It was actually a really good podcast. We like when I watched it, it was fantastic, actually not to toot our own horns, but if, if, if I'm not going to, who's going to, but it's uh, we nailed it there that there, it was uh, it, this team is so far behind as a, as a unit. And it, it, it went to show it there again on Saturday afternoon when this coward decides to have a press conference on a long weekend in Canada when his entire fan base is in Canada not watching. Yes, yes, you can't hide anymore behind uh, be, behind the, the cameras anymore because the social media lasts forever. But it was a piss poor move on the Blue Jays uh, staff to throw his, to, to throw the, the, the manager, because he was going to ask guess the question no matter what. But for him to, to to throw his manager under the bus, what kind of faith is the manager going to have? The rest of the coaching staff going to have uh, other fucking uh, other players, uh, free agents, on and on and on it goes. What kind of faith are they going to have to come to, up to Toronto, which is tough to get players to go to anyways? What kind of faith are players and other coaches and future players and free agents are going to have in this Ross Atkins cocksucker to fucking to, to come and sign there? It's a bad That's, look. That, no, yeah, it's a terrible look. And then your your point is right on because how you get players to come to Toronto is give them a chance to win a World Series. And that was the carrot that Toronto was able to dangle in front of free. Three agents. guys already said they're not coming back. Yeah, like Chapman and Springer and Barreos and Kiermaier. Springer's coming back, but Kiermaier said, I'm, I'm out. No, but that's how they got these guys yeah. there in the first place, right? Because um, this is. Well, Chapman's out his contracts. He, he's not, but no, and I know Kiermaier, he said, I'm out too. No, but sorry, but like once again, yeah, no, no, you're saying, I, just... I, I'm explaining of how they came here because this this window was opening, and now that this window is opening, they had a, the the young studs had a, a bit of a down year. Uh, Hanjun Ryu was out, and he was supposed to be a big piece. And uh, Romano was he the guy that forgot how to pitch? Not Romano. He broke a finger. 
Uh, Manoa, no, he was he's Manoa. Old. That's who I'm thinking, Manoa. And now you're like, ah, fuck, what's going on in that place? And then when you see that shit that goes on um, in the in the playoffs, and and who's running this fucking team? Fuck that. That's a bad clubhouse. I ain't going there. Like yeah. you, you give me the right amount of zeros, I'll go anywhere. I'll I'll play for the mud hens. I don't give. I'll play for the snapping turtles of of Des Moines. Like I don't care. But yeah. I'm not going there with a chance to win because I don't think you guys have a chance to win anymore with the fucking clown show that you're running here in this place. No shit rolls downhill and it rolled downhill fucking pretty quick on Saturday afternoon when he thought no one was watching. It was a bad look and now he's got not that it like when when you're the general manager of a of a of a baseball team and people know who you are, you probably did a pretty bad fucking job. Well, or you did a really good job because one you know or the other. Who... really bad or really good. And really the... good and really good only means you won a championship. Well, because yeah, look right? at who's man- look who's managing uh, the Atlanta Braves right now. The ex-manager of the Blue Jays. And thoughtless and we loved him. Canadian yeah. boy and everything else. And and they didn't resign him because he obviously wanted to spend money and with like and, and he's getting that opportunity to do that with Atlanta. And what's he doing with Atlanta? He 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 took him I, it wasn't quite a worst to first, but two years ago they were they were in the doldrums. He made some trades, and that was with Akuna Jr. on the DL. And now he put together probably the best roster in baseball and they they got a late win against the Phillies and now they're winning a piece tonight beating the Phillies tonight that was uh they were they were out uh, they were left for dead tonight in about the eighth they got that home run like before we went on air there and I I kind of ruined it for you you're, you're streaming I'm watching it uh eight seconds ahead of you Jesus I don't know how you do it I don't know how you do it like, I don't Me? know how you, you watch a game without uh without being 100% live well, and this is as live as I could do while we're podcasting. If I was sitting upstairs, I'd be watching it live. But you know, I, I have to stream it to be able to watch everything. Like here, I'll I'll I'll, I'll show you. I got three things going on. on oh, I know. Computer. I like trust me. I there's a lot every all the time. You fucking you can't be hundred percent live all the time. Uh, who's winning the World Series? Like as of right now, a week and a half in the playoffs, or a week in the playoffs. They started a week ago today. Who's uh, as your uh, as your thought process changed? Who do you got winning? We'll do this every week. I think the Astros. Fuck, they're good, and you they're 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 working mini, and I can't see mini coming back on them. I really can't. That mini tried yesterday, but then just want a piece there. But I I just think the Phillies yeah. or the, the Astros are really good. Yeah, yeah, and they know how to they know what to do, right? You know. Like as much as like I forgive him, but I'll never forget. Like 2017, it's a long time ago now. Jesus, crazy how much time flies like that. But you, Dusty Baker had one of those in between uh, inning interviews last night. He's a class guy. I like like I like him. The toothpick in the mouth and the wristbands, the whole bit. He's a, I like Dusty Baker. He, and his comments last night were just he's a class class guy. I like him a lot. You know, and let's pretend now. Like obviously, analytics have has a place in every single dugout now. Does he say I'm not fucking do that? Mm-hmm. Like if he was, like if he was John Snyder in that game in Minnesota, say I'm not fucking doing that. I have my pedigree. I've been around for a long time. I'm not doing that. I'm not even leaving the dugout. I play with Hank Aaron. Fuck off. Fuck I'm not off. doing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fuck off. And it's that simple. I'm not doing that. Nope. That's you stupid. got the right. You got the wrong manager. Like you know, like are you gonna we, fire me we right role now? Played, or? We role played the John Gibbons thing tonight, but. uh but that question wouldn't he 
have even come up with Dusty Baker. Yeah, you don't have him for that, right? Like, like it might have come up with John Gibbons. It would never have come up with, with Dusty Baker. Never. Yeah, then now is baseball um, cursed with just Yesman being uh, bench managers now from here to the end of time? Well, once all these uh, these uh, these legends are gone, I think so. But like, who are the legends me, left? Right? Like, is it the you Buster and I are going to be? You and I are going to be highly disappointed. Twenty years from now, we're still doing this fucking thing, and uh, we're like, "Geez, do you remember when?" <laughs> hey, let me get my. And, then, and you'll actually say, "No, I actually don't," because I'm really old now. <laughs> I don't remember that. Like because you know, like Frank Cora is gone, so it's not yep. him. Is John Madden still doing his? No, thing he had the year off. Once he got fired, he was done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce Bochy, I guess, would be. Bochy's in Texas. Yeah, but he and they brought him out of retirement. Cause they were hoping, right? And he still got a chance to win a World Series. But he he came out of it. They must have paid him a handsome sum. Had to have. And don't they have a grizzled guy with the Padres? I don't oh. know. And what? Well, yeah, Dave, no, they. I can't remember. Yeah, it's Dave Roberts with the uh, Dave Roberts with, with the, the Dodgers still. Because that Dodgers that stolen base is twenty years ago. Yeah, and he's still I like I think he's kind of uh, straddles the line. He's a bit of old school and a bit of a yes man, but he also has the best team money can buy every single fucking year too. Yeah, that they helps. They better start scoring some runs right away here. Also, fuck another season be over really quick here. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This thing was brought to you a lot. Fuck it, SeatGeek.com, SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at seatgeek.com today i had some other sponsors i was supposed to get to tonight but we're with it on on thursday night uh dave uh, we'll take a little break here and come back with some who is better come on os i know you can do it suck it up get on the road do your slump busting shit tonight and get them fuckers on wednesday drink all right drink like between the f- 40 man roster plus the guys on the on the that are traveling with the team buy about 2500 miller lights or bud lights or what so you're not too hungover uh coors lights whatever it might be 48 buckets of chicken and just get into her yeah just go slumming yeah get like everybody wear white t-shirts and buy uh, uh hot wings and you can't use napkins there that was, would be uh, a- that would be a fun uh, slump busting night. There's a bar not far from the, uh, <laughs> the stadium there in Arlington. That's uh, it's it's Hooters heavy. I can't remember the name of it, but it's Hooters heavy. But it's not Hooters. It's like oh Jesus, it's a uh, white girl heaven or white trash heaven or something. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. They should, but you got to do there. something. Go there tonight and 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 bump bump the slump because uh, yeah, you, you might not get the chance ever again. It's yeah. And you're and not going to play worse. You might... You're not going to play worse. No, couldn't. Yeah, Fuck, you're, you're losing all geeked up. Might as well lose when you're a little bit hungover. At least you got a fucking excuse. That's right. Here's the problem. Four I, of those fuck. I wouldn't put four it on those, the media. Four of, those, four of those starters aren't allowed to drink anyway, so like we'll have to. On these 21. Fuck. Yeah, I think, I think they'd figure it out, though. <laughs> I'm sure it'd be fine. <laughs> Get her done! Could you imagine... Um, I make seven fifty a year. I play in front of millions of people every night on TV. No, you can't come in here. Get fucked. Here's, here's my MLBA, MLBPA card, right? Here's you my know, American like, Express card. I'm coming in. How about a signed rookie card? Like, fuck. Yeah, here you go. Well, it has your birthday right here. Just give me fucking fucking <laughs> <laughs> 
I never thought about that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Team 20 Sports Bar Podcast is happy to have teamed up with Ruckin' Sports just in time for the holiday season. With golf, baseball, softball, lacrosse, and soccer training accessories, Ruckin' Sports has all the home or gym training gear you will ever need. Each product is designed to stand up to the most rigorous practice elements. Use promo code 1420RUCK at checkout and receive 10% off your purchase at Ruckin' Sports. Ruckin' Sports was founded by athletes for athletes all their products are engineered to the highest standards and come with our fair play guarantee and a lifetime warranty. Go to Rocket.com and look for holiday gift ideas for the weekend warrior or the serious athlete in your life today. Once again, that's one four two zero R U K K for ten percent off at checkout. When you purchase from Rocket, come to win. Dave, we've been through this uh, song and dance a time or two before, but let's do a little uh, who is better to end this uh, Thanksgiving weekend off here at 1420 World Headquarters in style. Are you ready to go? Oh, yeah, I'm always ready. Dave, who is better, uh, Minnesota Twins great Tory Hunter or Beverly Hills 90210 starlet Tory Spelling? Tory Hunter, without a shadow of a doubt. I don't think Tory Hunter made the Hall of Fame, but he's one of those names and players that you saw in baseball. I think he must really have good player. 20, yeah, twenty-year career um, center fielder, and then he finished off with the Angels, I believe. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I liked him. Never ridiculously. Yeah, there's a reason he's not in the Hall of Fame. He, he Didn't just, he make that catch in the All-Star game with Barry Bonds in center field and Bonds put him over his shoulder? Wasn't that Hunter? Yeah, I, you know, that, it was. You, it absolutely was, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seemed like a good guy. Seemed like Athletic a player, really guy. good, yeah. Yeah, I, actually, he might have, Torrey Hunter might have won one with the A's. Uh, sorry, with the A's, with the Angels. Um, that rally monkey year when... Um, no, he was still in Minnesota then. J-Rod, okay. But it doesn't matter, yeah. This, yeah, it's not important. But yeah, you know Tori, Tori, Tori Spelling fan, though? No, she can fuck right she off. She wasn't oh, a very was, good-looking girl back then. No, she was made of plastic when she was 18 years old back there. The only reason we know her name is because her dad owned half a ho- fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Had her putting in something. Yeah, she, no. I, 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 She was my least favorite person on, like, whoever was playing um, Brandon Walsh's uh platonic best friend andrea was that her name yeah i liked her better i, I liked her more than tori spelling yeah andrew was way better than donna donna was a bit of a, a, a lame duck and everything else and she was set up to be the the princess she was ever i never liked her very much she was yeah she actress. couldn't act and she wasn't that hot either yeah she wasn't and then she went she she has some sort of cockamamie reality show now and yeah tori's i don't know what they yeah, tori spelling she sucks but anyways uh dave who is better chris collinsworth uh on the uh, nfl he's everywhere with in the in the nfl or comedian or comedian Chris Tucker. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Chris Collingsworth, I, I quite like his color. He's he's starting to slip a little bit. He was way better with uh, Al Michaels. I think Al Michaels kept him in check more than uh, Mike. Did Toledo. you see the little Al Michaels? He's never had a vegetable in his life. I read, I heard that on the weekend. There was an interview podcast. he did with the uh, the guy from CNN. He's never had a vegetable. He, he eats yeah. a steak and like a potato. Like a, and a potato is not a vegetable. Technically, it's a starch, right? 
Yeah. And, yeah, and he's, he's never, never had a never carrot. Eat. He goes, it's it's useless. It doesn't weigh Well, because carrot was in particular. Like, what vegetable would I eat? Well, what about a carrot? Absolutely not. Yeah. And he goes, how do you know? Because I look at it and think how Why would I have that? that might be. Yeah. Because <laughs> I made it this far. You know what? He has to. <laughs> he's got a point. 75 years old, pretty charmed life. You know, yeah, like he's maybe, doing all right. Has a fucking know, steak he, delivered to him between fucking uh, at a halftime, eating, eating away. Maybe anyway. he's like Samson, right? Like if, when Samson cut his hair, he lost his strength. If uh, Al Michaels eats a vegetable, he's going to lose his voice. Yeah, give him a vegetable, the voice goes away, and that's it. <laughs> uh, Chris Collingsworth or or Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, I, I don't – I get it. He's a comedian. I've never actually seen his stand-up. Fucker makes me laugh. Those shows he had with uh, Jackie Chan, and yeah. um, and like one of the lines I still use for like, uh, Friday, you got knocked the fuck out, and also uh, and I don't give a fuck what Big Worm says. Those two lines are in my lexicon, and and that's because of Chris Tucker, Chris Collinsworth. Like I said, former Bronco, former uh, Cincinnati Bengal. Oh, I didn't know I he was a Bronco. News of Bengals. Yeah, man. he had a cup of coffee with the Broncos. Um, and he realized and, better to retire than better to burn old and fade away. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> he, I think he played in that uh, Super Bowl with Ken Anderson, coffee drinking Ken Anderson, and and uh, that wasn't that was Boomer. It, it's not important. Um, I'm gonna take Chris Tucker on that just because he has those two phrases that are burned in my mind forever. I'm, I'm gonna be saying you got knocked the fuck out when I'm 85. I remember uh, when you, you brought up the Jackie Chan thing. I fucking, those movies I, were funny, but I remember Jackie Chan was on um, Regis and Kathy Lee, and fuck, I don't know why I remember this, but I remember when they were recording those movies and they were doing the pressers and going all, all over everywhere, and, and that's why Jackie Chan was on Regis and Kathy Lee. And fucking, and I'm not going to say the word, but Jackie Chan said, what's like, they, Regis asked him, like, what, what do you remember most about being with the, uh, with uh, Chris Tucker doing this movie. And then Jackie Chan in a heavy accent, obviously he says, my N word. It's like, Oh Jesus. <laughs> and obviously he didn't it say N word. And Regis was like, Oh, this ain't good. <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those. It was just really, it was really, really funny. Like, Oh, like, that would have canceled now compared to what it was 30 years ago, obviously. But I was like, Oh, he didn't just say that. No, he did. He did. But yeah. you don't have to squint that hard to give him a pass. No, right? it was fine. Like it was fine. I was like, oh, it's funny. Like I'll look. Like I look back it, it now. I, saw, I still laugh. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. He didn't mean any harm by it. Like it was just funny, right? Yeah, he meant to be funny by saying it because uh, Chris Tucker was saying it, so he thought, oh, I say it too. Whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt nothing. And, yeah. And, and you know what? It didn't. It was context, delivery, it. and intent. Yeah. Right. And he was on a morning Contact show. Contact delivering intent. That's what it was. Uh, 80, Dave million, who? 80 million housewives and Brent Redlinski watching. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I, anyways, anyways. Uh, Dave, who is better, uh, Ron Howard of Ron Howard fame or the current general manager and president of the Seattle Kraken and Hockey Hall of Famer, Ron Francis? Oh, fuck. I like Ronnie Franchise. He's done it. He's done good work. Uh, won that cup with Carolina, which I'm a little bitter because it was against the Oilers. What you back when we were with still it. married? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna take um, Ron Howard on this one. I Richie Cunningham I, over Ron Richie Francis. Cunningham. 
Oh, for sure. And then after that, he was he just he just made hits. Like he was a director. Um, uh, Apollo thirteen. That's the only one that's coming to my mind. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, it was really good. I never saw but it. Was, you never saw Apollo 13? No. I... Chet from Weird Science was on that. Paxton, Tom Hanks, Gary Sinise. Oh, yeah. That was a really good show. I'd watch Apollo 13. Uh, Ron Howard, because I think it's harder to make it as uh, to have a 50-year career in acting than it is to have a 10-year career or 15-year career in uh you know, it was a really good Ron Howard uh, project was American Graffiti. I mean, that's a, a long, long time ago. And people, you're thinking Steven Spielberg, I think. No, I'm no. He was no. Ron Howard was in in the movie. Oh, was in it as an actor. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was an actor, and he was. And it was a. Uh, that movie was surprisingly good, and I watched it. I've watched it for a lot of years, but I remember watching it for the first time when I was like 14, 15 years old, and it, it tur- took a, a, a turn. How he ended up going to Vietnam, and his buddy didn't, and everything else, and and it was. Um, Oh, who was the other guy in that movie? It doesn't much matter, though. But no, it's a great movie, like a fantastic movie. Yeah, it was a good. Harrison Ford was in that. Um, I think Bruno Kirby was in that. Yeah, it was a really good movie. That was that's that's old, and I think that was the first movie. Uh, that was George Lucas. That was the first movie he ever directed. No, I, I like that movie a lot. It was it's really it was really uh, quite great. Uh, Dave, who is better? Uh, Jesus. I wrote this one down. I kind of, I don't know why I did, but I, I did. But uh, who is better, Stephen A. Smith or it's Halloween season right around the corner. So horror, horror film, horror uh, writer, everything else, Stephen King. I don't like any kind of horror. I can't. It's tough for me to read horror books. I've read like one or two Stephen King books. I've read a couple of those uh, that Dean, Dean Koontz. I just don't dig horror for the sake of horror. I just don't. I, I like a good thriller, but I don't like horror. Um, and then so on that note, I'm going to say Stephen King because I can't fucking stand Stephen A. Smith. Am I the only guy on the fucking North America that hates Stephen A. Smith? No, there's I a lot. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I think he's a blowhard. I don't Not fucking get it. But I think he's a bit of a blowhard. I just don't get it. I, I think he, I, I, I think that he's he's really fake, and I think he he uh, he doesn't do enough of his own research. My this is my own personal thing. I think he he lets his interns do a lot of reading and writing and arithmetic for him, and he he says a lot of stuff just and and. He, and I mean, both of us are blowhard. So when 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 every whenever somebody raises their voice for no apparent reason, you can tell they don't. They just want for the effect. And I think Stephen A. Smith's one of those guys. Yeah. Does that make sense? He has the respect of his peers, and 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 ESPN is paying him an absolute astronomical amount of dough, mm-hmm. and he pushes the needle. And I don't fucking get it. And you know, also too, he's really NBA heavy, and I could give a fuck about the NBA. Well, I lost so all respect that- to uh, near the end of the Yankee season this year. He went and uh, he was got the uh, the he got the opening pitch at Yankee Stadium, and he might as well have fucking thrown it into left field. It was wide, and like to be a baseball fan like that and everything else, and say how he grew up a, a baseball player and, he, and a Yankee fan, and to not be able to throw a baseball, I lost all respect for you. I know you lose your touch, you lose your arm, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck off, fuck off, and stay fucked off. Stephen A. Smith can fuck off. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith can fuck off. Like, so, 
you know, and it's and it's just maybe because I don't live in the states. I don't know, but give me give me something I don't like as opposed to something I hate. Stephen the lesser King. of two, the lesser of two evils from fourteen twenty <laughs> World Headquarters, Dave Van Robes, fourteen twenty Dave. Last one, we'll get out of here, Dave. Who is better, Dennis Eckersley or Dennis Leary? Oh, I was hoping you were going to say Dennis Quaid. The Dennis Leary, that asshole song, I had pretty much trench in your head late 80s oh because yeah. i'm an asshole like i i walk around in shorts saying how about this heat i'm an asshole dennis eckerly um you gotta really tip your hat to him uh he was oh. the first guy to uh start as a starter went through his battle with alcohol uh redefined himself uh personally and as a professional as the first great reliever we've ever seen with those a's teams like until uh, Robbie Alomar Jr. broke him and broke the mystique. <sighs> Dennis Leary does a lot. I think his style, there was that, what's that, Suicide Kings, where those uh, uh, university kids kidnapped him, kidnapped, uh, uh, what was his name, Christopher Walken? Did you see? I think it was called Suicide Kings. I like De- Dennis Leary more than I like Dennis Eckersley. I think Eckersley had a better career, but I'm going to say Dennis Leary. The uh, Eckersley, it was, uh, I was doing the 14:20 in the morning today, and um, uh, Eckersley, it was uh, 30. It was yeah, on this day in 1988 where he closed out the fourth straight game in that series in '88 versus the uh, the Boston Red Sox in the ALCS that year. Like he was unbelievable and then he ran into Kirk Gibson's bat and that, and that was it right one of those deals in 88 but yeah man, but he was untouched Eckersley was so and he wasn't striking guys up it was ground ball after ground ball after ground ball come in throw 12 pitches game over he was, he was so as clutch as a good yep he was clutch before Mariano Rivera was clutch yeah, right no, he was so was... good like, yeah no Eckersley was just a stud and the hair and the mustache and like you said how he came out he reinvented himself after the uh after his little bout with alcoholism and everything else and then playing for the Boston Red Sox and fuck the Red Sox but no I, I like Eckersley a lot a yeah, lot he, like I got he, I got respect like even like that Oakland A's team yeah they had McGuire and, and yeah, they had Canseco, were perpetual fucking fuckheads. But but um, they also had Ricky, and they, they also had, had Rick, and they had <laughs> Dave Parker, and Rick, Henderson and Dave Stewart, and Dave Stewart, and and on and on it went, man. Those and Tony La Russa was before he he turned into a fuckhead. Those yep. teams were those Oakland teams. They had some fucking style and swagger, man. Like even <laughs> like you look at those that uh, what was it eighty nine when Canseco hit that one of the fifth deck at Skydome. Like yeah. people were like, these guys are superhuman, man. Because they weren't. He, uh, Conseco autographed that camera. I remember he put it. He hit the the yeah. camera on the upper deck and uh, with the ball. And he those Oakland teams were superhuman with some swagger and everything else. And yeah, man, they no, under, I, and they had, and they underachieved. They only got one ring. The right? one, the one World Series, yeah. And that was the earthquake ring. That's that was the only eighty-nine World Series against against San Francisco. Against San Because then they yeah. lost in nineteen ninety against Cincinnati, and that was basically the it. Because the, then they, they they ran into ninety-one or not ninety-two against the Jays, and then that was it. Yeah. And then that was yeah. They were always no, those there. teams should have won a whole bunch more. Yeah. I agree. I it agree. goes so hard, so hard it is to win because those teams were unbelievable. 
Yeah, because, you know, that window, we remember it because that's a, that's the time when we were pretty hardcore. Well, I myself was a pretty hardcore Jays fan. They were on. And, 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 and they and, were on. And then, and then they, yeah, the Jays were losing to Detroit, and finally they got over Detroit, and then they were losing to the A's. And that's, right? and that's one thing that I, I think that baseball's lacking now with, with the wild card is that those rivalries don't happen anymore because you have so many teams who make the playoffs. Because there's more teams have a chance on October 1st than had a chance on October 1st in 1992 or yes. 1978 or 1956. So the rivalries aren't there anymore. Yeah, so I no, guess. Am I know, wrong on that? No, no, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm just trying to put the standings together in my head here right now. So it would be then uh, Baltimore versus Houston on the best. Yeah. In a best, best of seven, seven. And, and then that's it, right? And then it'd Not be Dod- and Dodgers Braves. No, because the Braves were in the American League West. Oh, right. So it wouldn't be the Dodgers would be watching the Braves. It'd have been the Braves what? playing Milwaukee. No, the Phillies. Yeah, it would be Braves Phillies in a seven rather than a five. Correct. Not bad. Yeah, but then we yeah, get more baseball I, I, now, I, I, which is. Yeah. It, yeah, but best of five, best of five, and that's it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. There's some tinkering they got to do to get this straightened no, out. No, because there's an ALDS and an ALCS. Like, so no, it was an ALCS, and then that was it. CS and, and was, then we're in a World Series. There was no ALDS. Not till 1994. Well, 94 oh, okay. didn't happen because there was a, the strike, 95. They implemented 94. 94 was a strike and 95 was the first year of the, uh, of the, uh, of the wild card. Yeah. Fuck. It's weird to think it's been so long. Right. And it was when yeah. we were in our twenties when it was still then just that. It's crazy. But like, cause I remember now like ALDS, ALCS. And then now it's, yeah, it used to be just CS. CS world series. Oh, that's it. CSWS. Huh. The only other time was in 82 because there was the strike in the mid-season. The strike, and the mid-season. Yeah. That's when the Expos lost to the The Expos Dodgers. made it and uh, Blue Monday and everything else happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Buck world. Uh, Steve Rogers. <laughs> yep. Steve Rogers. Buck Rogers in the 21st century. Because yep. wasn't Buck Rogers the manager? Steve was the pitcher and Buck was the manager. I couldn't tell you that. I just remember being so sad that Montreal lost, right? Because yeah, I couldn't believe it. They're in the blues of that shit. It, right, uh, it would have been Thanksgiving weekend when it all happened. Yeah, I, I, I can't on remember C- on when, CBC. I, yeah, it was a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, on CBC because the strike yeah. and everything. So first half to first half winner and the second half winner may, may, met in the playoffs, kind of like they do in the Pioneer League and the minor leagues. So. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, Dave, uh, yeah, fun show tonight. Uh, yeah, fuck that team and football and baseball. And so I looked it up, and- too. Uh, this is just a highlight reel of, of movies that Ron Howard has directed. Cocoon, Willow, Parenthood, A Beautiful Mind, and Splash. I saw Splash. That's the only one you've seen out of that. You're not a yeah. movie guy, eh? Well, good movies I watch. Parenthood, I- Beautiful Mind was a good movie. Cocoon was a good movie. Splash was just... Funny. Splash was good. Daryl Hannah, yeah. Tom Hanks. Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks, yeah. And Apollo 13, but you've never seen that one. No, that was a good movie. Fake. It can't happen. It's bullshit. Well, well, no, they never did land on the moon. So, of course. That's right. It, yeah. But, like, on did, Apollo 13. 
Well, they did go back. Who? Apollo 13 was the third man moon mission. Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Dave, Apollo I'm too busy 12 to did. right now. Like, it's, it's fucking oh, I'm not asking you to read. I'm just saying. Apollo 13. Yeah. Follow the facts. Ransom. The paper. Far and away. That was uh, Tom Cruise. Backdraft. You must have liked that one. No. Gung Ho. I remember that no, one. Never saw it. Splash. Night Shift. No, no, you're not going to remember this one, these ones. But anyways, Ron Howard was over. Who did I pick that over? Uh, Ron Francis. Ron, Ron Francis, the, yeah. The more movies you name off, the better Ron Francis gets. I disagree. And yeah. and he was Richie Cunning, Cunningham. For yeah, biggest nerd on the planet. Anyways, 14, 24. Hey, what do you got to? Who, we, we've been threatened about doing this for a while. Make sure Thursday... You bring out a tip of the cap to somebody. Oh, a tip of the cap. Okay. A tip of the cap. Tip of the cap okay. Thursday. All right. I'll, we, I'll, we, we've I'll... been besmirching for three years. It's time. we. That we it's a weekly segment. Tip of the cap to a somebody every Thursday. Okay. All right. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four people sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of yourself more importantly. Take care of yourself in your round. You stick on the ice. What else, Dave? I don't. I'm going to tip my cap to Jim Hollywood. Thanks for all your efforts and don't Happy Thanksgiving, Jim. We'll talk to you uh, next week. We'll, uh, yeah. Gobble, gobble, motherfuckers. Gobble, gobble. Uh, we'll get some good Thanksgiving. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys again on Thursday.